0: switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on tuesdays and thursdays at 3 p.m u.s eastern and on saturday at whatever time i can get to it tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp this episode of switchcraft is brought to you by philip support switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp if you are looking for ways to help out there's a lot of ways that you can do that. One way is to head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Once you're there, there's a bunch of links there. Some of them are free. Some cost money. Um, click on one of them. Pick the one that you like. Maybe you're going to buy a chair from OPC, or maybe you're going to subscribe to Amazon Prime for the first time for free for a month. It's very easy to do. Again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, and you're supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the show. Recently, I told you that Smite was coming to the Nintendo Switch, and it still is. Uh, I was under the impression that it was going to be released yesterday, but yesterday, instead of being released, it was available for pre-purchase, which I did, um, mostly because I love that game. Uh, But it comes with, if you pre-purchase it, it comes with the Ultimate God Pack, which guarantees that you have all of the current gods as well as all future gods, and it's 30 bucks. I think, at that point. I can't remember now, uh, but it's well worth it. If you are going to play Smite at all, uh, you definitely want to get that pack because you're going to spend a lot less money in the long run. Uh, if you aren't sure and you have access to any other console or PC, you can download the game for free and try it out and then you can make your decision whether or not you want to get the ultimate pack or whatever. This is an online game, so some may say that there's no real advantage to playing it on the Switch over playing it on the PS4 or the Xbox One, where the graphics would be better, and and I agree with that. For me, it's more about where are my friends. My friends list on the Switch is huge because I do a Switch podcast, and My PS4 has very few friends on there because I don't play it all that much, and most of the games that I play on there are solo games with the exception of probably Overwatch and um, Final Fantasy XIV. So it makes a lot of sense for me to play it on the Switch where I have lots of friends. That being said, um, hi Res Studios recently put out an FAQ, and on that FAQ they are talking about... Crossplay and cross progression. So let me explain what all of those things are. Uh, Crossplay means that you are able to play with people on other um, on other consoles, which is very important and very awesome. This isn't the first time that we've seen it. Uh, Fortnite does that, which is great. By the way, Fortnite just got Game of the Year. We'll talk more about that um, later, but. Crossplay really really, it, it expands the player pool. And because it's expanding the player pool, you're going to wait less time to get a match. One of the bad things about having all of the different platforms in their own little silos is that if you are playing on the platform that has the smallest number of people, you also have the longest wait times to get a match. That being said, cross-play and p- cross-progression is what we're talking about today. What is cross-progression? Cross-progression, pro- I can't talk today. Uh, cross-progression is where if you unlock a skin or uh, hit a level on the PS4, well, we'll say the Xbox One because there's there's some... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's some back and forth about whether or not PS4 is going to be included in this. Um, But cross-progression, if you unlock a skin on one console, you get it on the other consoles as well. So basically, just like Fortnite does now, not how they started out, but how they do now, to where, let's say, I start playing... And I unlock the new skin or whatever. And then I shut out, shut down my Switch and open up my PC and log in on the same account. I have the same stuff, which is an awesome thing. Uh, so there's an FAQ over at hi uh site, uh, which let's go ahead and take a look at it. It says, when will cross-play and cross-progression go live? Uh, that's going to be in mid to late January 2019. Now, the game is currently up for pre-order right now. And so it's not out yet. It's coming out in January. So this looks like it's going to come out uh, a little bit after um, uh, the game releases. So they said mid to late January 2019. Uh, they want to know if it's going to support cross-platform voice chat. They said, yes, we will be adding cross-platform voice chat to Smite and Paladins along our cross-play system. Cross-platform voice chat will be added to Realm Royale at a later date. And I haven't talked about this yet, but Realm Royale is basically hi version of Fortnite, which has some things that make it different. I'm not going to spend time talking about that today. If you guys want me to uh, do a YouTube video about the differences between uh, them, then let me know. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, does the PC have to wait for console certification to be updated? This is actually pretty interesting, the way that they do that. They said no. And, and what they mean by this is whenever whenever they do a patch on the PC, it happens as soon as they decide to hit the button. Whenever they do a patch on console, it happens after the console makers say, okay, you can go ahead with that. So that kind of slows things down. Um, so they, they were asked, is that going to be a problem? Basically, they said no. Our technology will allow for environments to be updated several times, however, if there is one environment, like let's say Xbox, that is updated before, let's say Switch, then crossplay between those platforms won't work, or will be disabled until they're back on the same version. Uh, that should be a problem that's few and far between, though. Uh, my guess is that they will uh, push the patches out to the console developers or the console manufacturers, and they'll wait to get an okay from everybody, and then they'll say, okay, let's push them out all at the same time. And I assume this is what uh, Blizzard does with Overwatch. Uh, They said, the next question, how um, will this impact the separate PC and console eSports scene? So if you ever pay attention to Smite, which is an eSport, they have two different championships, basically. They have the one championship that is on... Uh, PC, and then they have the other one, which is on console, and never the two shall meet. Uh, They said here, uh, in 2019, we will continue to support separate and dedicated Smite and Paladins eSports leagues. So they're going to keep them uh, separate, which I think is a good idea, because you don't want people with a mouse and keyboard competing with people who are on a gamepad. Now, that being said, right now, the PS4 has full support for mouse and keyboard. You can I don't know if it works in Smite, but I know that there are games where you can plug in a mouse and keyboard and use them as your control inputs, giving you an advantage over other players, which is not cool. Uh, Fortnite got around this by detecting what control method uh, the player was using and funneling them into the matchmaking system based on controller input options, which is something that I think was a really good idea, and I think that they did a good job with that. I just want them... I want... um, Epic Games to continue to do that so that if I want to hook a controller up to, say, my iPad and play Fortnite on my iPad Pro, which has this huge, massive screen, I am not interested in touch controls. I want to connect a controller to it, and I want to be with other people who have controllers. I don't want to be matched with people who are using touch controls because I would have a huge advantage over them, and it would take away the fun for me, and it would take away the fun for them. So... I'm, I think it's very good that they're keeping their PC and console eSports scenes uh, separated. Um, let's see, one more question on here. Ah, here we go. Will you have cross-platform leaderboards? They say, uh, yes, for cross-play platforms, there is a global cross-platform leaderboard. As players will be able to move freely across all platforms and input methods on a single account, all players will be tracked on the same leaderboard regardless of their main platform or control scheme. I mean, I don't really care about leaderboards myself, but I know it's very important to some people. They want to see their name in lights. Like, I remember back in the day uh, when I first... Um, well, actually, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, I was reading an old old epi- uh, episode, an old issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly, and they have the... Um, at the end of the magazine, they have, like, scores. And I was looking through... The, the, all the people uh, for scores to see, was there any names that I recognized in there? Because that would be totally weird. Um, just, just like, I think it was Cliff Blazinski who works for, well, he used to work for whatever studio made Gears of War. I can't remember uh, what the name of that studio is. Um, he he had the top score in Mario in an ep, in an issue of Nintendo Power, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, so uh, there you go. They're going to have um, cross platform. Now, I don't know if it's true or not because I, I I'm not seeing it anywhere, but I read somewhere and I was on my phone and I didn't bookmark it and I can't find it again, but I read somewhere. That the PS4 will not be supporting this. I don't know if it's true if it's true or not. I'm n- I I think that Sony learned their lesson with the whole Fortnite but debacle, and for them to allow Fortnite to do it and not allow um whatever this is, Smite to do it. I think that that would be very, very bad. I don't think that, I, that what I read was true. I think it was just a rumor. In fact, let's go ahead and take a look right now because I forgot that this story was in my show notes. So let me just look it up right now. Uh, Smite cross-platform PS4. And we'll see what they say. Oh, there's a bunch of YouTube videos. I don't want a YouTube video. I want All right, here we go. This is at PushSquare.com. <laughs> it says, Free-to-play Juggernauts, Smite, and Paladins announce cross-play support on everything but PS4, uh, which is probably coming later. Um, so I guess it is true they are not allowing crossplay play with uh, Smite on the PS4. You know what that means? It means I'm going to delete Smite from my PS4. That's the only thing that it means. Um. I'm not going to play it on the PS4, just like I I don't play Fortnite on my PS4. Even though I only play Fortnite at my desk, it would be better for me to play on my PS4 because it has cross-play, but right now, I can't link my account because I have two separate accounts, and I'm waiting for Epic Games to let me put those two accounts together, and until they do... I refuse to play it on my PS4. As soon as that happens, I'll play it on my PS4 instead of my Switch because I can still play with my Switch friends and I can get the um, better visuals, higher frame rate, and all that stuff. Um, this is exactly how I feel about Smite and the PS4. I'm not going to be playing it on the PS4 until it has cross-play and cross-progression. I'm going to just play it on the Switch and that's just going to have to be how it is. The one thing that I am curious about with this whole uh, cross-progression thing is, did I throw away my money? And I know you might be asking, well, if you like the game, you're not really throwing away your money. And you're right. But I purchased the Ultimate God Pack on the PC like three years ago. And I really liked it. And then when they announced that they were bringing it to the Switch, I bought the Ultimate God Pack. And... (laughs) I wonder if my cross-progression would mean that I bought that twice for nothing. I'm not sure. Only time will tell. But at a bare minimum, I supported a developer who makes a game that I really, really enjoy. And at the end of the day, I'm okay with that. In a couple more days, Warframe is coming to the Nintendo Switch. This is a free-to-play game. It's actually gone through a lot of changes since it first came out. I don't play it, but I know a lot of people who really, really enjoy it. Uh, one of them is one of our editors, Kodiak Moonwolf, who is currently writing an article about it for uh, the website runjumpstomp.com. So make sure that you go bookmark that site so you can check out his his uh, article. Uh, but uh this is via nintendo soup they're talking about basically uh information about the the nintendo switch version of the game which is due out on the 19th or the 20th depending on on where you live and this game is bringing 5 years worth of content so all of the all the stuff that that came from the very beginning of the game to now is all coming to the nintendo switch at at launch and that's going to be lots and lots for you to do if you are a fan of Warframe. I played it a little bit when it first came out. I didn't like it, and I haven't gone back to it. But I've heard that it's changed incredibly since then into almost like a completely different game. So what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about the Switch specific stuff. The Switch specific stuff like controllers, motion control, uh, how chat's going to work, how crossplay is going to work. So let's let's start tackling all of these things. Uh, this is via Nintendo Soup. They, they um, got a quote from the developer who... I can't remember who it is. I'm sure somebody in chat will tell me here in a second. All right. Uh, so controllers, motion control. Warframe will support controls and Nintendo Switch Pro controllers at launch. Tenno can use the classic LR Joy-Con controllers. Um, number one attached to the Nintendo Switch console to attached to the Switch grip or detached controller. So you can use the Joy-Cons in any configuration you want. You can have them docked to the, to the device itself, which it's a first-person kind of action game. And I probably wouldn't recommend that because the, that right stick is not in a good position for that. Um, or you can use it in the Switch grip again for a first-person game. I personally would avoid that. Um, and then you can play it where you don't have them attached to anything. You're just holding one in each hand, which I actually find to be pretty comfortable as long as you don't use the, the, um, these things, I can't remember what the straps for the, for the, uh, Joy-Cons. If you don't use these, it's pretty, pretty damn comfortable to just hold one in each hand again for this kind of game. I don't really think the Joy-Cons are where you want to go. So you definitely want to go with the uh, Pro Controller if you have access to one. Uh, That being said, uh, motion control functionality would alleviate some of my trepidation with using the Joy-Cons. So what do they say about that? They say motion control functionality is available at launch. So all controls, mining, shooting, fishing, etc. are motion controlled enabled. Okay. That's really, really good news for the people who are stuck on Joy-Cons. If you've got a Pro Controller, then you might want to take it or leave it. Uh, I also know people who like the Joy-Cons for shooting games and hate motion controls. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Let's talk about chat. They said Warframe provides built-in voice chat. And this is uh, surprising, but it does not require the Nintendo Switch Online app. So that means, just like on Fortnite, if you are man, I'm talking about Fortnite a lot today. Uh, just like on Fortnite, if you um, if you want to talk to people, you do not have to use Nintendo's app. I wonder if this is going to be a trend that we see, where third-party developers put in their own voice chat. <laughs> I mean, it it would be good for them to do so, but they put in their own voice chat and. You know, the the app just ends up for Nintendo games. I wonder if that's going to be a trend that we continue to see, and it slowly makes the app less and less relevant over time. Although, to be fair, it's pretty irre- irrelevant right now, at least in my circle of friends. I don't know anybody that really uses it all that much. Um, Blizzard, Diablo, if these guys can do this, And Epic Games can do this. Why don't you have voice chat in your game? Hmm? I mean, it's just something I'm saying. It's just an idea. Come on, Blizzard. I think it's a huge misstep that they didn't include it. Let's move on. Crossplay. Uh, Digital Extremes, who is the company that made it, so there's your answer to my question from earlier. Uh, Digital Streams loves the idea of crossplay, but currently Warframe does not uh, support it. So you're not going to have cross-play, and my guess is you're not going to have cross-progression either. However, uh, you will have the opportunity to migrate your accounts from one platform to the other. They said, just like with the PS4 and Xbox One accounts, Digital Extremes uh, will permit players to migrate their PC account to the Nintendo Switch account. This will happen during a limited time frame from day one launch to a future date, which is to be determined. All right. I think it's good that they're allowing you to migrate your character, um, your your account over to the Switch if you would prefer to play on the Switch instead of the PC. My problem with this, and this is this is a big sticking point for me, is the fact that it is a limited time frame. Uh, that really ticks me off. There's no reason to have this be a limited time frame thing. There's really no reason for this, and it's insulting to me as a consumer, for them to try and tell me that there's any reason other than trying to entice people to do it as fast as possible so that they can get it done with. There's no reason for account migration to be a limited time thing, and it makes me mad. So I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, storage. It says, as a Games as a Service title with five years worth of content, Players can download Warframe straight to their system. We recommend a 32 or 64 gigabyte SD card as we plan to bring more content in the future. So they're saying, look, it's going to take up a lot of room. And that's understandable. I, I am, I've always been of, of the mind that the Switch shipping with only 32 gigabytes of storage on it uh, by default is okay because that allowed Nintendo to keep the price down and we could pay what we want for more storage. As far as whether or not this uh, this game, it, it, they don't say right here exactly how much room it's going to take up, but they're recommending 32 or 64 gigabyte SD card. I would recommend much higher than that. I have a 128. I think that's kind of the sweet spot for now as far as price and storage capacity. I would like to get a bigger one, but they're not cheap enough yet, and at some point, if they do become cheap enough, I will jump on that and buy a bigger one, and then I don't know what I would do with my extra 128 one. Uh, let's take a look at what Chad is saying here. Kodiak Moonwolf says, 12 gigs is the size at launch according to the eShop. I see a lot of games at about 12 gigs or you know, 15, 10, somewhere around there. Uh, on the eShop and as long as you don't keep every single game on your Switch like I used to do that but now I've deleted games that I haven't played or archived games that I haven't played in a while I think 12 gigabytes for a game is reasonable Um, I think it's kind of lame that they haven't that they didn't say right here uh, how much it was going to how much room it was going to take up Um, let's see here always online. It says Warframe is an always online game, meaning it requires an online connection to play. That's something that a lot of people may not know. Yeah, it's a free-to-play game, but keep in mind the Switch is portable and it's not always where you have Wi-Fi. So unless you can use your phone to um, jump onto the internet, then you might want to pass on this on the Nintendo Switch. Just something to keep in mind. Um, Finally, they just said... uh, have fun, In- invite friends, and uh, they'll see you, 10 which I don't know what 10 means, but sure. So are you excited for Warframe coming to the Switch? For me, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't affect me. I'm not going to start playing the game. It is a free play- free-to-play game, so maybe I'll check it out a little bit, and maybe I'll completely be turned around, but I've got so much to play right now, I don't know if I have time for Warframe, especially with Smash right around the corner. I feel like anything that comes out in the next three weeks, it's going to be me saying, well, it's too bad that Smash is coming right around the corner uh, because it's going to be kind of dried up, um, especially with the idea that they don't have cross-play with this. If they had crossplay, then when a billion people stop playing this to go play Smash... The people who still want to play it on the Switch will still have people to play with because of other platforms. But because Digital Extremes isn't going to put in crossplay for Warframe, that means it's just not like that player pool is going to dry up. That being said, it's a free game, so there's really no reason why you shouldn't check it out and find out if you like it or not. I know that this is a podcast about Nintendo focused, but I wanted to. Take a second and talk about the Golden Joystick Awards, which uh, were just announced yesterday. Um, Let's go through the list really quick. Best storytelling was God of War for the PS4. Best competitive game is Fortnite. Best co-op game is Monster Hunter World. Awesome game. I really, really liked it. Uh, Best visual design is God of War. Best indie game is Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a fantastic Metroidvania that if you haven't tried out, You should try out. And by the way, God of War is on sale on the PS4 for Black Friday for, I think, $22, I think I was told, which is insane to me. Like, that's a brand new game. Well, brand new. It's a very new game. So having it that cheap is pretty impressive. Uh, Best Audio, God of War, still playing, World of Tanks. I can't believe that game's even still around. Best Performer uh, is Brian DeChart, which is somebody from Becoming Human. Esports Game of the Year is Overwatch. I think they're going to win that like every year. Uh, Studio of the Year is SIE Santa Monica. Best VR game is Skyrim VR. I really want to play a VR game, but until uh, my son's old enough to use it because they say right on the package not to be used by people under 13, Until he's old enough to use it, I'm not going to buy one. I really want to try it, though. Uh, Mobile Game of the Year, PUBG. All right, cool. Uh, Subnautica was PC Game of the Year. Um, PlayStation Game of the Year. I like what Golden Joystick does here, and they separate a specific game of the year for each of the platforms. So they got one for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. Uh, the uh, The PlayStation Game of the Year was God of War. Xbox is Forza. Really, Forza? It's a racing game. Okay, sure, I guess. Um, Nintendo Game of the Year, Octopath Traveler. This is why I wanted to talk about it. Octopath Traveler is a fantastic RPG with awesome, awesome, awesome uh, visuals, and it's incredibly unique too. I really like. Uh, it feels like you're going back to the the days of yore with with old school gaming with Octopath Traveler. So I'm really happy that they won the best Nintendo game this year. Uh, The Breakthrough Awards would be for Subnautica, Most Wanted Game, Cyberpunk 2077. I'll tell you what, I was kind of lukewarm on Cyberpunk 2077, and then I saw the 45-minute gameplay thing, and that game blew me away. I can't wait to play that. Uh, Critics' Choice Award, Red Dead Redemption 2. My daughter's boyfriend has been talking about that game a lot lately. Like, he, he keeps asking me, have you played Red Dead yet? Have you played Red Dead yet? And I'm like, well, I don't really like Rockstar games. Uh, so, no, I haven't. But he is loving it. Uh, lifetime achievement uh, for Haditaka uh, Miyaz- Miyazaki. Sorry for the pronunciation, pal. Uh, outstanding contributions for the Xbox Adaptive Controller. I, I got to say, Microsoft did a wonderful thing with the Adaptive Controller and... Nintendo and PlayStation should follow suit and just play it straight up, copy them, do what they did, and make sure that games are available for everyone, everywhere. You got to do that. You got to. Um, And then finally, the ultimate game of the year. Uh, This is for, again, the golden joystick. That is Fortnite Battle Royale. The runners-up were Red Dead and Black Ops 4. Really? Black Ops 4? Really? Okay. Okay. Uh, but Fortnite, I mean, this is the year of Fortnite. It's it's everywhere. Every student at at, at work is talking about it. I play it. My son plays it. it. It seems to have found its way into every niche of gaming, just about. And it's a really fun game. And it's not pay to win. And it's free. <laughs> I mean... How could you not give Fortnite Battle Royale the game of the year? Although, didn't wasn't it out last year? Now that I think about it, I have no idea. Anyway, uh, I think that the Golden Joystick Awards are interesting, and we still have the Game Awards to come. And of course, um, I'm sure that I will do something for my favorite games of the year uh, later on this year, closer to the end, Um by the way, I am going to be doing a uh, a podcast. I'm going to bring in other Nintendo podcasters and we are going to talk about all of the things that happened in Nintendo's news this year, uh, kind of condense it all into a big, big episode. And uh, Christmas week when I am on vacation with my family. And uh, not posting new episodes. That episode will come out, and it'll be a big, long one. So you can still you can listen to it uh, twenty to thirty minutes at a time, and still have something something to listen to while you are driving. Um, speaking of holidays, Thanksgiving is next Thursday. Next Thursday. It's it's uh, it's a big holiday here in the U.S. And I'm not going to be doing a live show that day. I'm still trying to come up with what it is that I'm going to do for. Uh, the podcast, because I still want to have three episodes a week. Uh, So I will let you guys know how it is that I can figure out what to do to have a podcast come out on Thursday. Uh, And if you have ideas for things you want me to do that I can record ahead of time and drop on Thursday, uh, please let me know. There's lots of ways that you can let me let me know things. Uh, One of the ways is by emailing me. And Scott emailed me in response to a question that I asked the other day. Uh, he said, well, I had asked, what are some characters that you want to come to the Nintendo switch? And I just noticed that when I copied that from my, from my email into the show notes, it lost all formatting. So it's really, really hard to read. So let me, um, (laughs) let me bring that up real quick. Ray MK three. Okay. Ray MK. Ray MK. There we go. All right, here's the email. Any second now. Uh, hey, Bill, I'm listening to your podcast where you ask for feedback on our top five picks for DLC characters. I just wrote my list today. I'm publishing a short blog post every day. Leading up, you can check his stuff out at twobuttoncrew.com. Anyway, here's who he wants uh, until... Oh, wait, his post came out yesterday. He said, uh, Ray Mark III... Um, the main robot from Custom Robo. I'm glad to see Ray has been getting some love from Smash Bros. Team and has appeared in the entry as a trophy sticker, assist trophy, and in 21 days as a Mii Fighter costume. Sadly, the Custom Robo series is one of the most overlooked and underappreciated Nintendo franchises. Adding him as a playable fighter would likely ignite the spark of interest in Custom Robo, just like Marth and Roy did for Fire Emblem. His moveset has unlimited potential, thanks to any number of parts and weapons the developers could pull from. Uh, That's what makes it Custom Robo, after all. Uh, He also said Shovel Knight. Um, I don't know if Shovel Knight will make it in, because they are... Well, first off, he's already an Assist Trophy, and secondly... He is in Brawlhalla or Brawlout. I can't remember which one, but it's a Smash clone, and you can play Shovel Knight in there. So I don't see that happening. Waluigi. I know there's a lot of people that really, really want Waluigi in the game, but again, they made him as an assist trophy, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Paper Mario. This is one is is unique. I think. Paper Mario and Paper Luigi. We already have access to two variations of Mario, so a third would seem like overkill unless it's in a you-know-what fighter, which I'm not going to say because I've got my Amazon device down on my desk, um, duo of Paper Mario and Luigi. Uh, Mr. Game & Watch proves that flat characters work and the Paper Mario games speak for themselves as a proper move set for potential, um the addition would be perfect for fans of Luigi who don't always want to deal with his crazy physics and janky momentum janky I like that word I think this is a great idea I would love to see Paper Mario and Paper Luigi and I've never seen anybody ask for it before in Smash so I think that's a great idea and then finally Fortnite dude um, just imagine it. a crossover between Super Smash Brothers and Fortnite would shake the gaming industry. There's no other collaboration that would turn the heads of the masses. Fortnite continues to be the hottest game for younger demographic now than Minecraft started to pl- now that Minecraft started to plateau. I would absolutely love to see more third party edition in a Fortnite character who would naturally, have the best costume selection and taunts in the game attacks wouldn't be limited to guns but who could also include pickaxe melee moves boogie bombs and uh, that cause opponents to taunt a glider recovery and maybe even a little building action that is a really really good idea but what's the main skin from fortnite that's the real question I don't really know because Fortnite is a game that's all about different skins. So it's tough to have uh, a single skin to represent Fortnite unless it's just the no skin. You know, the... (laughs) Just the no skins. I think that the no skins would actually be kind of a good idea. And for those of you who don't play Fortnite, a no skin is what a lot of people call somebody who just uses the default skins. There's like three or four guys, and two or three girls uh, as skins for Fortnite, where if you don't, haven't unlocked any of the other skins, it just rotates between those. I think Fortnite as a, uh, a Fortnite character in Smash would be really good, and I love the idea that they could like get knocked off the platform and then build their way back up really quickly and hit with the pickaxe and use guns and, and boogie bombs. Those are great ideas. Uh, Scott did, had a great list here. So make sure you check out TwoButtonCrew.com. That's that's his website. I haven't really looked at it yet, but, you know, it seems like, it seems like he's got a good idea here. Uh, anyway, who do you want in Smash? We've got uh, th- a couple weeks before the game actually comes out proper. And then after that, we've got to wait for the DLC. We know that Mr. Um, Sakurai has already selected everybody that's going to be in the game. But let's start, let's start the rampant, uh, baseless speculation. Let's start the prognostication. Let's all try and predict. Who's he going to bring? What do we want to have? Send me your list of five, top five choices for Fortnite. Or for Fortnite, for crying out loud. For Smash. What are your top five choices? Let me know. You can let me know by emailing me. Uh... Run, jump, stomp at gmail.com. You can let me know by sending me a voicemail at 260 Run Jump. You can join our community discord runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can join us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And you can, of course, comment right down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Let me know what you guys think. I think that, that, that uh, Scott's got a really good starter list here. Let's hear some more ideas. All right. All right, everybody, it's time to go. It's time to go. But before we do, I got a video that I want you to check out over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash If you go over there uh, or follow the link in the show notes, there is a link to uh, my first impressions of Ms. Splosion Man for the Nintendo Switch. It is the sequel to Splosion Man, which came out on Xbox Live Arcade a million and a half years ago. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing the game. Check out my first impressions over at youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp, and it's time to wrap things up. Don't forget that if you want to watch the full show, you can either come and watch live over at twitch.tv slash run, stomp, or you can watch the videos after the fact over at youtube.com slash run, stomp. If you are looking to support my content, head on over to runjumpstompcom jump, stomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content. Thank you guys so much for your support. I could not do this without you. You're awesome. I will see you all next time. And until then, bye-bye.